Hi, everybody. This is Lauren Mole. Wait a second. Are you kidding me? What's going on? Judd's running late again? Oh, great. Looks like I'm going to have to fill in for him again. Our guest today oh, is... I'm here. Oh, I just hey, Judd. In. What were you doing? Oh, I was just about to open the show for you. Oh, go ahead. Okay. You're a pro. Okay. Our guest today is Jennifer Fallaby of Connolly Ranch. She has interesting stories of how she raised some farm animals and uh, how she entertains the kids from the uh, public schools at the ranch. And it's a very cool story to listen on. But before we get to it, I'd like to invite you to Judd's Family Winery at the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill, located at 2332 Silverado Trail here in Napa. Visiting information is at juddshill.com. While online, you can check out their latest events, quirky videos, and a lot of other cool stuff. And for being a wine member, type in coupon code JNVS, all lowercase letters please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, thanks Lauren. You know, Jennifer, I don't think he needed us. No, I don't think he needed us at all. That was awesome. But it was great having you on the show. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. I can't wait. See you on the ranch. Bye. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a fantastically fun Finkel Fest. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Welcome all. It certainly is a thrill for me to be here at KVON 1440 in the magnificent Napa Valley with our host, a fine winery proprietor, indeed, and an extraordinary ukulele player and singer, John Finkelstein. Are you talking about me? <laughs> of course I'm talking okay. about you. Well, thank you for that uh, lovely introduction and that vote of confidence in my ukulele skills and and singing me, 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 <clears throat> which segues perfectly. I'm going to go first. Usually I ask you what's going on, Lauren, but I'm going to go first since you talked about this. Yucapalooza is coming up. This, it is. This coming Friday night, July 29th at Oxbow Public Market right here in downtown Napa. This is a night I look forward to every year. This year, my band, the Maikai Gents, will be playing our old-time Hawaiian music out on the river deck starting at 6 p.m., and we're not the only entertainment. We kind of anchor the night. We, we set the tone. We'll play a few tunes, and then we invite anybody from anywhere throughout the Napa Valley community and beyond to come join us, bring a ukulele, and strum a few tunes, kind of like an open mic night for ukulele players. It's always a lot of fun. There are going to be island-style specials from the various Oxbow merchants. So one-night-only specials. So if you go to Oxbow all the time, Come again, and you'll have something brand new that you weren't even expecting. There will be, let's see, ooh, a vintage Aloha Wear Marketplace. So if you need an old-time Hawaiian shirt or muumuu or dress, Melissa Gruenhagen, a.k.a. Retro Diva, will be there with an array of cool old Hawaiian togs for you to pick up. And this is all going to benefit Voices Youth Center, which is a great organization that gets foster kids on a great life path, career training, that type of stuff. How does it benefit? If it's a free show and a free evening, well, they're going to have a fabulous raffle with incredible prizes. So pick up a couple raffle tickets and support them. Come out this Friday night at Yucapalooza, 
and you can see if Lauren Mole was right, if I am a good ukulele player, and if I can sing worth a darn. I hope to see you there, Lauren. You usually show up and uh, grace us with your your voice and your wonderful announcements. Well, I hope to be there. Okay, well, I'll look forward to seeing you there. And as long as I'm talking, I'll just go on with one more thing that's coming up, and then we'll we'll talk about what's up with you. Sure. Okay. It's the Judd's Hill Harvest Party coming up Sunday, August 14th from 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. And guess what, folks? It's free to attend if you're a Judd's Hill Wine Club member. And if you're not, you should be. Best wine club in all of Napa Valley, and I'm not even biased in saying that, right? No, we do. We, sh- we show folks a good time at every opportunity, fine wines, locals. We- I'm very proud that we have many, many, many local Napa community folks in our wine club because they know that they're, they're going to have a good time when they come to our events and that the wine is good and we like to support the community as well. So come on out Sunday, August 14th, the Harvest Party with entertainment, wines, of course. I'm not going to get into all the details. We've got much to talk about, but all that information can be found at judshill.com. Look on the events page. If you're not a wine club member, it's 50 bucks. So I'd say be a wine club member. It's free to join. You get wine, and it's free to attend. Sound like a deal? Sounds like a good deal to me. All right, I'm done with my plugs. How about you, Lauren? What's going on? Well, I say, I tell you, I had a great weekend uh, this past weekend. What's up? Well, on Saturday, uh, I got to go with me and my mom and dad and a couple of our other family friends, one of which actually works with my dad at Bear Berkeley. Yeah. Uh, we got to go to the California State Fair this year over in Sacramento. Oh, how was that? It was fabulous. What did you check out? Oh, uh, a lot of stuff. Anything in particular strike you, speak to you in a certain way? Well, uh, a past attraction, though, that, that I liked at the California State Fair, uh, KXTV uh, Channel 10, the ABC affiliate in Sacramento. They usually have a booth there at, at the fair every year, but sadly not this year. Oh, so what did you do? Did you eat some food on a stick? No, I had some uh, caramel popcorn. Oh, that's good, too. That's <laughs> one good. of my favorites. Oh, that's good fair food. Any shows did you see? Any uh, exhibitions? Go on any rides? Not, not, not quite as much. Just checked out the scene. Just checked out the scene itself. Hey, we were talking earlier about your music career with Everybody Is a Star. That's right. And and speaking of Everybody's oh, a Star, yes, we actually did an event over in Sonoma on Sunday. What was that? Well, unfortunately, I'm sad to say it was a private party. Well, okay, so I wasn't able to attend, nor did I even know about it. Uh, but what was it? Well. I can only describe it in one, just oh, one thing. Uh, oh. It was a pool party. Okay. <laughs> Enough said. Let's Enough not said. get into the details. But I, I, I hope you had fun, whatever was going on. Oh, I did. And once again, Everybody is a Star is? It is a foundation based in Sonoma that helps special needs individuals like myself showcase our talents and broadcast quality music videos. Love it. And your video can be seen on their website 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a Thank year. Thank you. I was about to say 30 days a month, but it could be 28 days a month, 31 days. But so good, good. That was more succinct. And what is that website? www.everybodystar.org. And check out Lauren Mole and his fabulous music video there. Lauren? Yes? We have somebody joining us today. Oh, we do? Waiting here very patiently with a big smile on her face. I think we should get to introducing her and start this show. Why not? From the thought of working outdoors, she did not blanch and knows a twig from a leaf, from a stem, from a branch. She is where she ought to be, this Jennifer Fotherby, Executive Director of Connolly Ranch. Hey, Jennifer Fotherby, Executive Director of Connolly Ranch. What's happening? 
Not much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for that intro. You're welcome. I loved it. It's great to have you here. I've been looking forward to having you on. I've I personally just love Connolly Ranch and you know want to find out more about it. I very lucky I get to spend some time there. Um, Absolutely. Going to some events, uh, programs, kids things, and just love every second. So let's let's talk about what's happening at the ranch and what is the ranch and how folks can experience the ranch and all things Connolly Ranch. Sounds good. Well, I mean, there are so many different ways that people can experience the ranch. But first, let's talk about what it is. Yeah. If you don't know, and luckily being in a small community like Napa, most people do know Connolly Ranch. But in case you don't, Connolly Ranch is an educational farm in Napa, about a mile from downtown, sharing nature-based education with kids of all ages and adults. And it's a beautiful spot. You would have no clue that you're that close to town. When you arrive at Connolly Ranch, it, it's amazing. How many acres is it? It's it's, it's uh, twelve and a half acres. Twelve and a half acres, and on these twelve and a half acres, you have a variety of animals yes. that are being raised. Uh, there's edible gardens. There's hiking trails. Right. And folks can come. I mean, I was introduced to it through kids, so I know there's a lot of kids programs. Absolutely. Um, why don't we? Start you want to hear about a few of them? Well, I want to hear about everything. Everything. So, okay. Well, let's see. We can just jump right in. Like uh, the, said, my like, first experience, well, I'll tell you what my first experience was. When our, let's see, how old would she have been? I don't even think barely walking yet. I remember we had to carry our daughter around, and it was a completely silent yes. experience. Sounds of silence. Let's is let's the start name there. Of the program. This seems like an introduction for many it is, people it is, here in the valley. It is the first program because you can go when your child is six weeks old <laughs> and get that nature based experience right from the start. Yeah. So it is called Sounds of Silence. It's led by our program manager Hyla, who most people know as the Barn Fairy. Yes. She started that program about fourteen years ago now. And um, the funny thing is most people never even hear her voice. For the first, you know, couple years if they go to this program because it is totally silent and it's designed for kids to use all of their senses and just follow their senses around the farm. So whether it's petting a goat or it's dropping a rock into a bucket or feeling a lamb's ear in, uh, well, the plant, lamb's ear in the garden kids get to experience the full range of their senses and parents which can be very difficult are not allowed to talk no well it sounds funny because i talk a lot (laughs) on this show (laughs) and actually this is a talk station it is indeed (laughs) but it was really kind of comforting and it it felt nice to be there and not say a thing and watch the kids react i remember our daughter really didn't talk at that time. I mean, she just was too young. I, I'm trying to remember. It was, I think less, she was less than a year old when we came out there. We, we carried her. I'm not even sure she was really walking. And everything about her experience was conveyed through her facial expressions and a few sounds that she would make. And we would have to you know, hold her and lean her over, you know, to pet an animal or something. And then to see her face either light up or maybe there's a, a flash of concern about you know, when the goat turned to look at her, but then a smile when she realized it's a friendly animal. It's just an amazing thing as a parent right. to discover a great way to discover your kids and who they are at such a young age and how they're interacting with nature. Very, very cool. It, there's there's such a temptation, I think, to especially when you're introducing your kids to something to talk about it a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So you're right. It might not be a good place to do a live show. But this program <laughs> is an amazing place for a parent, even just as an individual, to not say anything and just observe and watch kids just discover. Because a lot of times we say, oh, look at this. Look at that. Oh, watch out for that goat. You know, you would, you would have these reactions. But here you're not allowed to. So suddenly it's this new, a whole new experience. And until you get to Nature's Play, you don't hear anyone else's voice in the program. And Nature's Play is? For two to three-year-olds. Uh-huh. So it's that next step. And each week you go and meet a different animal. And you get to learn. You also get to play in the Grove, which is our nature playground with no actual structures. But when you see kids there, it is the most alive playground you've ever seen. Oh, there's no shortage of things for them to do, even though they're not really. It's just there's no structure, so it's not like they're climbing up a slide or anything like that. But they find things to do. They'll they'll dig. They'll climb up on a rock. They'll go up the hill and run down. They'll. Look at the types of leaves on the tree and make games out of them. It's really something that and can they'll use play their with each other, and which is great. each other. Absolutely. All the different the ages. I mean, that's what I think is so incredible. Is it doesn't matter what age group you're in when you're in the grove or you're at Connolly Ranch because feeding an animal, whether you're a three year old or a fifteen year old, is a fun experience. So you'll find twelve year olds and four year olds playing together. Like they're the, you know, like they're playmates, not, you don't see this division of age. Now you've said that you, that you really want, this is one of your goals is to make the ranch accessible to all ages, older people, adults. And, and what are you doing to that? I mean, I know folks really love the kids programs, but what is, what is there for older people to do at Connolly Ranch? So that's definitely one of the things that we are working on a lot is developing programs that from six weeks old to you know, 85, having something for people to do at the ranch. So there's always the connections you have with your kids. But if you don't have kids, we are adding adult programming. We also have events like Earth Night, Walk-In Wednesdays, which is once a month on the first Wednesday of the month from 3 to 5. And each week we have a different community partner that will come out and offer a free yoga class or a free tasting, harvesting food from our garden. We had a hula hoop jam. (laughs) We try to do fun things that everyone can enjoy that's related to health and nature and just finding different things to explore outside. And these are open to the general public. These these happen on... Wednesdays. Uh, every Wednesday? I'm sorry. The, did you, the first did you Wednesday just, of the month. Okay, first Wednesday of the month. And it's free, and you come in. Of course, we always encourage donations, but we want to make Connolly Ranch a place where, no matter your background or age, you find a way to experience nature. Yeah, that's, that's great. I like how you put it on the website, which I should mention if folks want to find out about the Wednesday programs, Earth Night, on and on, the camps. We're going to talk more about these as well, but it's it's very easy, ConnollyRanch.org, and Connolly is C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y, ranch.org. Let's, let's talk a bit more about some of the other programs. I mean, you have camps, too. You have after-school programs. Yes, we do. During the year, we have our field trip program, which any school is open to come to. If it's a Title I school, we do it for absolutely for free, and all of our other schools get it for 90% subsidized, so it's only $5.00. $5 a kid. When you think of any other field trip you can go to, it's significantly more, but we try sure. to make it really accessible. And we reach, you know, over 4,000 kids a year doing that program. Wow. 
Um, and then we have our camps. So we have summer camps, of course. We have two running every week of the summer. But we also have winter break camps, spring break camp. And we've also added programs for those holidays where many adults still have to work, but kids are out of school. So on Martin Luther King Day, on Veterans Day, you can come out to the ranch. It is highly subsidized, so we've made a way for parents to be able to drop off their kids and the kids to have a great day and parents not feel guilty about it. Right. Their kids are actually doing something active and valuable and and learning a thing or two. Oh, and we've added an after-school program, which is coming up. So this will fill up on the Wednesdays, which are the short days for school that we found that parents definitely need a little extra help. Kids can come to the ranch. Those are ages 5 to 13, I believe. And they have time, they get to feed the animals, they get to do some fun educational stuff. And then we also do a homework hour. So your kids will come home, (laughs) they might be a little dirty, but they'll be tired Mm -hmm. and their homework will be done. We're not guaranteeing that, but we will (laughs) promise that we will do a homework hour and ready for a good night's sleep. So Is that your EPIC program? That is the EPIC program. Which stands for Ecology Play Club. Yes, Ecology Clever. Play Club. Yep. I like that. And I like how you put it on the website, how your mission is to connect children and families to nature through farm-based education. And the importance of that is to really encourage you know, these next generation kids to be aware of the environment, to want to sustain it, to protect it, and appreciate it. Absolutely. Without that, I mean, being here in Napa, being in an ag preserve, if you don't find a way to connect to nature as a child, how can you expect anyone to want to protect something they don't have experience with or Mm -hmm. they don't have an affinity for? Right. Luckily, it's literally in our DNA to want to associate with nature, to want to be out in nature, um, to explore. So we just need to be a gateway. There's not much more you need to do. I mean, I can say, please come to Connolly Ranch because we have deeper ways that you guys will connect to nature. But the important thing is just going outside. It's free. You know, following your senses, playing with sticks. It's everywhere. It sounds corny, but it's natural to be out in nature. What I admire is that you're not just looking for the Napa community to be involved, but you really reach out and try to bring in field trips from, you know, urban schools where kids may never see how a carrot grows or where sunflower seeds come from or everything else that you do. Certainly that's of great importance too. Absolutely. We, we have kids come from all over the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, San Francisco, Benicia. But it's also surprising to know that there's a lot of kids in Napa that have those same experiences, that they don't know what a goat is. They don't know. They haven't tasted a lot. Of, they're, they're very nervous around the chickens. They're, mm. they're nervous to be outside. So there are kids that live right here that are surprised when they get to taste something from the garden, and even though they have quite a bit of access here. True. And, you know, kids are certainly going to be inclined to, I think, have healthy eating habits if they see how food is grown, if maybe they participated in planting something, which you allow, or picking something, which you oh, certainly yeah. allow. And I've seen this time and time again, being on the ranch and certainly in my own parental experience. I remember the first time our kid, let's see, she was probably about three or so. I took her, we have a little garden over at Judd's Hill, 
and she was picking some snap peas that we had grown and just eating them right off the vine. The next night, she, for the first time in her life, ate a salad voluntarily. You know, we presented a salad. She said, oh, I know what this is now. I mean, she didn't say that out loud, but I could see the, the light bulb go off in her head. Oh, this is stuff that, you know, we grow in the garden and it's cool to eat. It's incredible. It was fun all of a It sudden. is. I know. I, I tried to, you know, I've been involved in this stuff for a long time. And so I tried to get my daughter excited about broccoli and <laughs> salad. and Get excited about broccoli. Right. But before the ranch, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. It wasn't until she came to the ranch and she starts picking kale and just chomping on it like it's, I don't know, popsicle stick or something she that she actually got really excited and then of course we we have a small yard but we have a garden and then she made us take it home and I'm sure you experience this when your kids get excited about something then suddenly you have to be involved as well oh sure I love that I've got a little police officer at home she's an earthling now which is one of our early childhood education programs Mm -hmm. and anytime I put on the water just to run a bath she says you're wasting water (laughs) And, uh, you know, even if it's only an inch deep. So it's nice because kids can go out there and then bring it back with their families. Yeah, that's it's a wonderful experience that you offer. One of the camps, I believe, is also uh, like a cooking camp. So they learn how to use what comes out of the garden, which is amazing and valuable for kids to know how to do that. Absolutely. I mean, I can't wait till Emma's this age so she can start making dinner for us at home. But I don't know if you've uh, experienced, I know your daughters have gone to that camp. Yeah, they love Um, it. It's our farm to table camp for ages 6 to 12. And the whole week is spent harvesting from the garden and cooking on the patio. So we had that last week. I mean, and then finding different ways to cook, you know, they uh, or prepare food. Last week, they went on a hike. And they prepared their snacks for the hike, which was this very gourmet, of course. Of course. Um, goat cheese. Valley. Goat cheese that they made. And then flowers with borage flowers and calendula flowers and a, a homemade pesto that they made with the basil from the garden. Wow. It was really good. I went down and I tried it. Was the goat <laughs> cheese from milk from your goats it at was. the ranch? Yeah. So wow. they get to see the whole, you know, and then many cooking projects with eggs collected from the chickens. So... It's so immersive and interactive. I wish I had more of that myself growing up. And I certainly know from my wife's experience, who grew up in an urban setting in Southern California, when she moved up here and we had a garden, she also got a whole new appreciation for where food comes from, which, you know, my kids now appreciate as well. You know, to her, food came from the refrigerator or the grocery store and carrots were in the produce aisle. And now, you know, we... As a family, we'll plant the seeds, watch the little sprouts come up, and then, you know, after a couple months, we can harvest. And it's very, very, very valuable. I've said that over and over. I'm not sure I have a better mm-hmm. word for it. Just to be able to appreciate where the food comes from, what it takes to grow it, and how we can have it, maybe how we can help others have it too who don't. Absolutely. And like you said, even as an adult, you can reconnect. It's really interesting at any I mean it is very important for kids to get connected and excited about nature but it really can happen or rehappen at any age which is a fun thing which is why we can add a bunch of adult programs and really extend that timeline of learning yeah and and you have a pizza oven too we do 
which is fun for kids and adults. We do. And we just received funding to build an outdoor culinary kitchen up on our patio. Oh. So we will have even more immersive projects that kids can do and adult programs and programs with adults and kids or imagine coming out with your friends and preparing a meal with a local chef and sitting down and eating it, you know, under the stars at Connolly Ranch. So doing workshops like that in the future as soon as we... Uh, sounds wonderful. I mean, I've, I have enjoyed at least the pizza aspect. Now it sounds like it's going to expand. But with the pizza, you could pick tomatoes, pick basil, other veggies, whatever was growing, and uh, make a pizza right there in this beautiful mm. wood-burning pizza oven. What a cool place Connolly Ranch is. Have you been over there, Lauren? Have you seen it? You know, I think I've actually seen it. I probably haven't been there yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, we need to find a time to get you over there. And, you know, we, we got to take a break. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Do you want to uh, you want to talk us out, Lauren? We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show at fourteen forty on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live around the world at kvon.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thanks, Lauren Mole. Great to be here. That's true. It streams around the world. And also, every episode is recorded and put up as a podcast so folks can subscribe or find an episode you might have missed and download that via the Apple iTunes Store. Just look for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Today, we're being joined by Jennifer Fotherby, who is the executive director of Connolly Ranch, one of my very favorite places in Napa Valley and perhaps the world. <laughs> and uh, we were – wait a minute. Before we go any further, what what is this that you brought? That's very – Interesting looking. Yeah. I've, I've brought multiple things here. So, oh, there's uh, more than – oh, there's something in the hat. What, oh, yes. Well, there's something what, what in the hat. Here? So you said to find something interesting, and I went around with my daughter <laughs> seeing what she would let me bring. And so I collected a few things, one of which is not my original 80s Ewok, which she tried to give away. No, no. Of, that's an heirloom. What, was her, that like a stuffed toy or was oh, it Oh, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. big – it's a big, you know, two, oh. two feet – Scott, like oh, his life little thing. size. Yeah, I think it is life size. Wow, from the yeah. original era of it Return was. of the Jedi. Yes, out of her 565 animals. She's giving away your the Ewok. The only one that she wanted to give away was that one, which she said, <laughs> I don't want this one anymore. So. You said, well, um, it's not yours, dear. Exactly. It's mine. <laughs> I didn't bring that. You want something like that? Get your own. Exactly. <laughs> Get on eBay, kid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so what is this? So what I did bring was... A wow. lovely Sausalito Police Department. Ah, I think I know the connection here. Hat. Look at that. It's, yes. Yeah, a plastic police hat. Fun for dress up. Uh, this you have a connection, I think, with uh, some law enforcement in Marine I County. Do. do you not? I do. My husband just started at this department, so he got a bag of goodies, and <laughs> this was one of them she was willing to pass on. Okay, great. Well, that's fun. Let's have a look here. Let me see if this fits me. If not. Oh, it does. Maybe we'll I'm give sure. this way. Not with the headphones on. Oh, yeah. But I'm willing anyway. If Lauren, you want to try that on? If anybody would like to have a fun. Oh, that looks great. Perfect fit. Never mind. We're not giving it away. <laughs> we have a winner right here. Lauren Mole. You want to take this home? Or do you want to give this away? Either way. I, there's a spark in his eye. We might hang on to this one, Jennifer. I think somebody wants this here. Well, folks, we're not giving away any Judd's goodies today. Okay. You can't get your hands on Judd's goodies. We're keeping it ourselves. Thanks for bringing that in. Absolutely. We sure appreciate that. 
but right before the break, Lauren had mentioned that he had never actually been to Connolly Ranch. He'd seen it as he drives by on Browns Valley Road there, the corner of Thompson. What are some opportunities for Lauren or other folks coming up to visit the ranch? Well, lucky you, next week is the first Wednesday of the month. It is Walk-In Wednesday. So from 3 to 5 p.m., you are welcome to come. No reservations required. Just park in the parking lot on Thompson Avenue and come take a walk around. I'd be happy to give you a tour. Uh, I was about to ask, will somebody be there to guide? And it's going to be you? Oh, I'm I'm always there. We have a lot of our staff there, and everyone's always happy to talk about the ranch and show you around and answer any questions that you have. Well, that's good. Yeah. Say the time one more time. So it's 3 to 5 p.m., Next Wednesday, I'm going to say that's August 3rd or 4th. August something or other. It's Actually, coming up. Actually, August 3rd, I got other plans. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Well, that's, since you can't come then. That's, we, that's his mustache grooming day. Silence. Okay. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> yeah. You did come in with a mustache before. I think it was for a role. You are clean shaven now. Yes. But there was a time when you did have a... Some facial hair to groom. Anyhow, okay, so maybe not next Wednesday for Lauren Mole, but the general public listening could yes, come between come 3 and 5. Next Wednesday from 3 to 5. When the time changes in the winter, we follow the, the time change, and it will be from 2 to 4. So in case you're jotting this down, jot down that when we fall back, I forget what, probably November. Yeah, I think it's be... usually right after Halloween mm-hmm. these days. And then back in March, it springs forward, and it's 3 to 5. And I'm sure all that information is at ConnollyRanch.org. And the other new program we added, not so new anymore, it's about two years old, is the second Saturday of the month. We are open for drop-in programs, which a lot of people want, especially if you have friends from out of town, you want to invite someone up from the city. We have a program called Little Farmers. That is from 9 to 10.15 for ages 0 to 4, and you get a whole tour of the ranch. You get to do a seasonal project. You get to play. So it has a little of everything, and you can come for a one-time basis where a lot of other programs are, you know, a 10-week, once-a-week type program. And then in the afternoon, we have a program called Play Day on the Farm, which is from 10.30 to 2.30, and that's a drop-off program for ages 4 to 12. So it's a great program if you have, again, friends that want to come up. Kids can have a great day on the farm, and you guys can go over wine tasting at Judd's Hill. Yeah, we'd be happy to have you. Mention uh, Connolly Ranch, and we'll uh, give you an extra sip of something. Absolutely. You know, all these great programs, and what I admire is they're all professionally run. I mean, the the staff that you have over there is uh, vast. I mean, you've got professional program administrators and garden experts and camp counselors and on and on and on. So no matter what program it is you're, you get into, there's an expert leading Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we definitely pride ourselves on. We do very low student to educator ratio and we are constantly doing, I mean, they do it themselves, but we also do professional development for all of our educators. They don't just come on a summer break. Our educators are year-round, and they've been here for up to 14 years or 20 years with Farmer Tom. Yeah, People have been there for a long time. They know what they're talking about. They're very passionate and interested about you know everything from weaving and cheese making to animal care and everything in the garden. So 
it's definitely something we pride ourselves on is our amazing staff. There's some interesting characters part of that staff as well. We mentioned the barn fairy. There's the barn fairy. There's, there's, there's somebody a little mysterious yet friendly and wonderful, Mama Luna. Oh, yes. Nobody really knows the story behind Mama Luna, but she's there. And I know Very she elusive. does stories and guides the kids through what is the program that she I know my kids have had Mama Luna but I'm trying I'm blanking on what she pops in to she every program in. yeah she'll just okay. pop in yeah. yeah they talk about Mama Luna they do they're wondering who she is she's just this mysterious character they I like Mama I don't Luna. know I don't know they like her very much and they wait for her to pop up but they don't know exactly the story it's usually around a different phase of the moon she'll pop in that makes sense yes yeah Always something happening. There is. There is. Well, another opportunity for folks to experience the ranch is coming up in September. Absolutely. This is fun. Yes. I I never miss it. I already got my tickets. You You want to talk about it or shall I? Well, why don't you start? Well, this is Dinner at the Ranch. This is your annual fundraising gala. Always a fabulous time. Always a celebrity chef from here in the Napa Valley. This year it's Stephen Barber from up at uh, Farmstead. I'll be cooking out under the stars. And you guys open up the ranch. You fill the the barn where the animals are with tables. Not We don't eat in there, but tables for silent auctions. So yeah. you're amongst the animals bidding on fabulous prizes. Uh, let's see. What have I? I got a pickling class a year or so ago, which was really fun. Yeah. We always bid on the camp out. You offer a one-night springtime camp out at Connolly Ranch which is definitely not roughing it. You got to bring your own tent, but other right. than that, you guys provide it all. There's, you know, bathrooms right there, there's the kitchen, there's a catered dinner. Uh, I think Model Bakery I believe did it yep. last year with pizzas from the pizza oven and delicious pastries grilled. in the morning. Oh yeah. Farm fresh eggs for the kids to go. The kids go get the eggs and Yes, breakfast was with eggs gathered by the children. Don't forget the bacon. They didn't. There was yep. lots of bacon. Oh, <laughs> we, we can never pickle. forget the bacon. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, really cool. You had some astronomers oh, there yes. who brought telescopes, and not just little telescopes. They had to haul these in on the backs of trucks and trailers, these huge telescopes where you, you look in, and it was almost frightening how close the moon felt. You could see the, the, the moons of Jupiter, the, 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 the swirl of colors on Jupiter, and they're there to tell you about what you're looking at. Just incredible experiences you offer uh, at this camp out, and folks can bid on this. Absolutely. If they come to the gala September 17th. We try to save a lot of our very you know unique and exclusive opportunities for people to continue to connect to nature. And then we also have some out-of-the-box stuff as well. But we are lucky to have so many friends in the Valley that are willing to support the ranch because, as you said, this is our annual fundraiser. All of our programs are highly subsidized, even to get them to a market rate. It takes a lot to run a farm. So this event is our one event of the year that makes everything happen, especially those field trip programs. So we greatly appreciate everyone who comes out to support by donating or volunteering and then comes to enjoy the event. So it's on September 17th this year. We're so excited to have Farmstead and Stephen Barber, who's also a parent of an earthling at (laughs) Connolly Ranch. So you know that it will be He'll be very passionate about it with food oh, yeah. from our farm and Longmeadow Ranch. And there's a lot of fun stuff to do. There's no doubt. It's at 5 p.m. It kicks off, and there's always delicious hors d'oeuvres while you bid at the silent auction. Dinner's always great. There's a live auction. 
And then there's uh, musical entertainment. I assume this year, too, will there be musical entertainment? There will be by Moxie. Okay. Live A local music. band. So, And then you can you know party for a really good cause, knowing that kids will be getting scholarships and all of our programs will be available and our free days. You're making it happen. And so. it all happens in the Grove, this yes. dinner, under the stars. And when dinner's over, you can get your boots a little dusty, you know, dancing to the live music. Just... Yay. Folks, go to ConnollyRanch.org, pick up some tickets, and support a great cause and a great place, which helps in turn support students from all over Northern California who can come benefit from the experience. Absolutely. So, And also to mention that we have early bird tickets right now for ah. one more week, and this event always sells out. So if you're interested in coming, I would suggest to go look at it and get your tickets. $150 right now. It'll be $175 starting August 1st. Okay, that's coming up in just a few days. Yes. How'd you find your way to Connolly Ranch in Napa Valley? Where do you you come from, Jennifer? Where'd you grow up? Where I grew up in San Diego, in Uh, Oceanside. Beautiful. Yes, Yes. very, very beautiful. I loved, you know, I was a little surf rat. Went Ah, surfing all the time as a kid and skateboarding, a (laughs) typical San Diego kid. Was your family into the outdoors and farming and the lifestyle that you now enjoy, or is that something you discovered on your own? Well, funny enough, my grandparents have a place up on Wall Road, if you take Dry Creek Road up. Yep, up here in Napa. So every summer we'd come up here and I would catch tadpoles, and I would... Oh, nice. There was a horse that I would just sit with, you know, in silence, which is probably very rare for me at that age, and I would just draw the horse, and I would just Mm. pick blackberries, and I just loved... Siblings involved in this? Yes, Yes, I am the oldest of eight kids in my family. Ah, okay. Well, I think I've got a little insight now why you enjoy the quiet of the outdoors. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> the one time that I could just go and just be. Yeah, was, yeah, makes a lot of sense now. Very magical. You're- so it was very serendipitous that when I was I was working for an organization actually that started in San Francisco in the Presidio called the Conrad Foundation. And I was the executive director there. And as part of growing that operation, we moved to Houston, Texas, Hmm. because it was associated with NASA. So we created, well, we encouraged high school students to create innovative products that would benefit humanity in science, technology, and engineering, and math. So they would use STEM education to develop projects in health and nutrition, environmental, clean energy, aerospace, and aviation. Wow. And so, ex- so we experiential learning is your thing. Yes, it like. absolutely. Yeah. So then we were looking to come back to California because we helped establish. I helped establish the organization there. Grew it from 300 people to now being in 72 countries. And then I was like ready to come back to California. <laughs> I had my daughter and all my families out here. And I start looking, and Connolly Ranch was the first thing I saw. Oh, really? Yes. And sent it out to everyone saying, oh, my gosh, can you believe this? My my degree is in environmental education. Well, environmental science, psychology, and education because they didn't have environmental education. But I've been passionate about this stuff. I tried to mm-hmm. – I wanted to start my own nonprofit when I was 21 <laughs> that was on a farm with kids. So – so this is the dream job. It, it's Even well, though it it's, all, it's all one. set up. So yeah. I didn't have to do all that. Well, because I tried. I tried to develop a board when I was 21 and still in college. And that was kind of a disaster. So we don't need to talk. about Right. It, so coming up and seeing this was just incredible. 
So, well, congrats. But there was there was something else in between. There, you mentioned earlier something about monitoring turtles in the Caribbean. I'd like to hear about this. Oh yes, that sounds yes. interesting. What, what what is that? What is monitoring turtles? Well, after turtle monitor, yes, turtle monitoring. Well, on after doing all of the educational academic background on this stuff. I really wanted to get out into the field, so I decided I'm just going to leave a good job, and I'm just going to go out to a remote island in the Caribbean, and I'm going to live on the back of a volcano (laughs) in a botanical garden and help monitor turtles. What island is this? It's called St. Eustatius. Mm -hmm. There is virtually no tourism. You can't get there by boat, and there's not many places to stay if you did want to be a tourist there. And what, what, I'm a little tongue-tied, I'm not I, sure, yeah, how do, how do you find out, and what is the need, how do you find out about this job, and then what is the need for turtles to be monitored? Let's see, how I found out about it was yeah. through a, a program called Idealist that connects people to, people that are socially, environmentally minded, wanting to find really good projects, especially volunteer projects, so... I went as, a, applied for an internship out there to go there for a year. And every night, well, actually not every night because that would have been exhausting, but a couple nights a week, you would go down to the beach and you would walk from 9 p.m. till 4 a.m. back and forth the whole time looking for turtles that are coming up to the, to the shore to lay their, their eggs. Yeah. And so they would get in a trance. And when they would get in a trance, then you would tag them, you would measure them, you oh, would... Uh, record where the nest is because when the tide came in, often it could drown that nest. So you would have to figure out, do we need to relocate this nest? And Mm. then you would count from, I believe it was 45 to 65 days, depending on the species, when that nest would hatch. And then you would go out there and you would help those little baby turtles get out into the water because once the mother comes and lays, she's never coming back. Right. And so it's up, they're on their own. We've all seen some tragic video of little turtles trying to make it to the water, some successful, not some not so. So we would go all out there and we would try to help them get out to the water because all the birds would, of course, want to swoop in. And so give them a little leg up because it's very important. Well, good for you. This is where you met your husband, too. And this is where I met my husband. He was also a turtle monitor? Yeah, well, he came as a volunteer and. You know, my plan was definitely to be solo for a while and just really enjoy being out in the field. And he kind of came and ruined all that. And I (laughs) ruined it for him as well because he was on his way to the Royal Military Police, which he had spent a long time going through the process to be there. In England? In England, yes. Those royals. Yes, exactly, in England. So after about eight weeks... Uh, he went back, and then he decided, no, he wanted to come back. and Couldn't live without you. Yeah. That's great. I think he also enjoyed the diving and the conservation work. and but Give yourself a little credit. Come on. Yes, yes. Okay. Very well, true. He, yes, he did. <laughs> and, he, you know, we lived in San Francisco unemployed for a while, so we took some big risks. But. And now you're doing what you feel you were meant to do, and he is doing what he feels he's exactly. meant to do. Yeah. It's all working out. It all worked out. It took a while, but it all worked out. Thank you. And we haven't even, we're running out of time, but I haven't even gotten to your sporting life where you, oh. you know, played zillions of sports and represented California in a national lacrosse tournament at one point and yeah. on and on and on. You're just a very active, fun person. Yeah, I guess and I don't sit still. <laughs> so 
for another show or for folks to just show up at Connolly Ranch at a <laughs> great event. And then they can ask you about your sports and your photography and sounds all that. Sounds good. You've been all over the world, it sounds like, had amazing experiences. And I've got to ask you something. I'm not sure in the course of all that if anybody has ever brought this up to you. And uh, I would certainly appreciate an honest answer, but you can answer it however you feel most comfortable. <laughs> you know, this is public. People do listen. So kind of up to you and your public image how you want to answer it. You can defer or demure, either one. It's a lot of buildup. But uh, we will ask you, Jennifer. I'm drawing him into here. You know, we, it's not really we, it's me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't blame <laughs> you, Lauren. This is coming from me. I'll take full responsibility. Uh, do you go nuts for donuts? Oh, I mean, who doesn't? Oh, wow. Here you go. Uh-oh. Here, I'm going to put this down in front of you. Oh, don't do that. That's, That's right. too just, dangerous. Just open it up. You've got some coffee there. Take a look. What I want you to do is to select one of these donuts that oh, speaks man. to you in some way. It's calling your name. Oh, Clearly. The Phew. pink glazed with rainbow sprinkles, kind of pastel sprinkles. Now, this is a beautiful donut. If you are at the ranch right now preparing one of these meals fresh from the garden... What would you pair fresh from the garden <laughs> with that pink glazed rainbow sprinkle uh, raised donut? Well, I would have to go because I'm looking at these yellow and lavender sprinkles. I would probably add maybe some calendula leaves, which are a beautiful yellow, almost the same color, and maybe some borage flowers and I think I think that is about Going all floral. I can imagine. It'd be a feast, <laughs> feast for the <laughs> yes. eyes. Aesthetics are everything. I don't know if kale would really fit well in there. Uh, Probably too, not. To California. Uh, yeah. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right. Jennifer, I know uh, you know about Mad Libs. Probably played it growing up with your siblings. Definitely. Pass it on soon to your own kids. So you know what to do. We're going to get right to it. At this point, off the top of your head, I need a plural noun. My Little Ponies. <laughs> do they factor large in your life right uh, now with yes. a little girl? Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> My Little Ponies. How about an adjective? A nice descriptor. Fluffy. Oh, fluffy. Always a good one. <laughs> Another adjective. Mm, juicy. Juicy. An adjective? Yet again. Sticky. Sticky. You're good at this. You have played before. A noun. Let's say a thing. Not a person or a place, but a thing. How about a big toe? A big toe? Yes. <laughs> okay. One big toe. Just one? Yes. Yeah. Not a plural noun. Just one big toe. Another thing. How about a diaper? A lot uh, of those in I'm my sure, life right yeah, now. Those loom large as well for you, I'm sure. A verb ending in I-N-G. Pranking. Pranking. Like yeah, or, or punking. Punking. Well, let's do that. Punking. That's fun. That's hip. That's cool. All right. A noun. A thing. How about my beloved Ewok? Oh, the Ewok we talked about. Okay. Let's see. What is next? Oh, a geographic location. Any, any possible place you can think of. How about a shipwreck in the Aegean Sea? Ooh, love that. Very specific. Draws a picture for the mind. Shipwreck in Aegean Sea. And finally, one more geographic location. I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but what about one of those Pokemon hubs? <laughs> what are those called? Do you know the Pokemon Go? The I, new? I, I don't play it, but... I have no interest in Pokemon whatsoever. <laughs> but I'll write it down. A Pokemon hub. And I'm just not hip enough to know what that I know, is. I know. I probably we're gonna just go embarrassed myself for everyone who does know. 
Okay, Jennifer Fatherby. Earlier today, I went online to ConnollyRanch.org, and there is a bio about you with a very lovely photo. You're very photogenic, by the way. You've just written, rewritten, in fact, (laughs) a portion of your own biography (laughs) via this Mad Libs game. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Jennifer brings more than 10 years of experience in nonprofit leadership and place-based environmental education to Connolly Ranch. So far, so good? Yeah. Okay. Her passion for outdoor My Little Ponies led her (laughs) to pursue a fluffy and juicy career focused on cultivating stewardship through hands-on experiential education and unstructured play in sticky environments. (laughs) (laughs) That's appropriate. I guess. You get a little sticky, a little muddy, a little dusty out there. Through the St. Eustatius National Park, she supervised international volunteers in big toe restoration, (laughs) (laughs) diaper building. Oh, goodness. Turtle punking. (laughs) Those poor turtles. I thought you were nice to them. I wasn't. No, you weren't. And the development of a children's educational Ewok. An Ewok center, maybe. Why not? (laughs) Jennifer's love of education and nature stems from childhood adventures at a ranch at a shipwreck in the Aegean Sea, mm-hmm. and a family home in a Pokemon hub. <laughs> <laughs> well That's done. It. I, where was the ad-lib part? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get to that later. Jennifer Fatherby, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, you're the director of Connolly Ranch. Folks can get more information about the ranch at ConnollyRanch.org. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the ranch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.